Some men do say King Arthur is not dead, but by the will of our Lord Jesus sleeps, yet to awake, deathless, and reassure us, and therefore is it, that grave where he is laid, this legend hath, that still his kingdom keeps. Gather round all you hums of Camelot, cuz It's your boys in the back to rock the spot The podcast about Merlin season three And on the mics tonight's your Chris and Jeremy And they're here to break down every episode So leave those five stars and click that download Enjoy the show, whether you're chilling or working So let's jump into season three of Merlin, cuz Still his kingdom keeps Still his kingdom keeps Still his kingdom keeps Excalibur in the streets and magic in the sheets, huh? I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier, disguised as an old man. And this is Still His Kingdom Keeps, a creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I talk about every single episode of the TV show Merlin. And we're back. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and get out, get, get ahead of this, get in front of this, Chris. Uh, I am... Probably like day ten of COVID, first time mm. since the pandemic began that I have I have contracted the the disease. I am fortunate. This is a pandemic exclusive. Yep. News drop you're getting right here. Um. So I just want to apologize ahead of time if I cough a lot, if I'm out of breath, if I uh, have a weird voice. Uh, sorry about that. We're. I'm just I'm just str- I'm struggling a little bit, dude. Uh, if, if you people apology listen- tentatively accepted. <laughs> if people were were around for the Monster <laughs> of the Week days, they remember Chris suffering through and recording about Supernatural for some godforsaken reason as he was as he was suffering yeah. COVID. So I'm glad that I can um, equally suffer. The show must go on. The show, as we always say. The show must go on. All all everybody that needs needs this every single week, or else uh, violence <laughs> happens. How are you, Chris? People, are, I'm fine. I'm doing I'm doing swell. Thanks. I also uh, also cried today, which didn't necessarily help. I cried watching on the, purpose or uh, Andor. The finale of Andor, oh, Andor. made me cry. Um, yeah. I thought maybe it would have been Bake Off that did it, but that'll oh, do man. it. Uh, I made a I made a fire Bake Off tweet on Tumblr. I just called it a tweet. I made a fire Tumblr post about the Bake Off, uh, and it got it got some heat, but not as much heat as I think it would have gotten on Twitter. So <sighs> maybe it's time to carry it over. Anyway. Um what's going on what's man up? thanks what's patrons happening? is that what we do now yeah patreon patreon.com slash monster of the week please please do that it's the only thing that will make jeremy better yes um, and well then, i uh, can tell you jeremy that last time on merlin okay guys ex-girlfriend tried to assassinate uther merlin lusted after one huge ham and absolutely nothing else Nothing, no, nothing of consequence happened uh <laughs> this week we're talking about season three episode 10 queen of hearts which came out on november 13th 2010 that's the day i turned 30 chris did you know that wow yeah wow. yeah pretty weird uh this was directed by ashley way and written by howard overman morgana is tormented by dreams of guinevere becoming queen of camelot encouraged by margos she decides to reveal arthur and gwen's courtship to uther who will do who will do whatever it takes to stop his son from marrying a serving girl when his father banishes gwen arthur makes the ultimate sacrifice and resolves to leave camelot with her uh, this is Morgana has never been more of a hater than she is in this episode. She's such a hater, and it's the the thing about Morgana is that she's a hater of people that she likes. I think if you asked yeah. her if she likes Gwen, she'd be like, "Oh yeah, Gwen's cool. She's tight. She's she's a pretty awesome chick. She makes my bed every morning and she pulls my covers down every night. Of course, yeah. I like Gwen, but she's such a hater. She's that a she, hater. Can't, she can't she's let such that light get in the way. <laughs> I do, at the beginning of this when so I mean we open with uh, Gwen's coronation, right? Are we ready to start the episode? I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Any other details? No, who, no, who okay, wrote the okay, episode? Let's, let's rock. Okay, yeah, we're yeah, good. Yeah. Um, so we start the episode. We're seeing Gwen being coronated as queen. Arthur is um, is crowning her queen in front of everybody. They, they you know, are holding hands, are doing the whole thing. She's queen. And we're thinking, what is this? What's going on here? Uh, and then, of course, Morgana wakes up in a cold sweat. This was her nightmare. And then she looks down at her bracelet and this bracelet that has stopped her from having these nightmares. Um, and all I could just think was like, maybe this isn't like a magically induced dream or nightmare. Like this is just a fucking regular dream. <laughs> this is just like she's really stressed about this happening. And I was like, this that's a very catty of you. That's very it's quite quite a, a hater thing to dream about. 
You know how you know uh, it's Arcana. a it's a pro- it's a prophetic dream in this circumstance because inside the dream, as we're seeing, uh, you know, Arthur put the crown on Gwen. The camera cuts over and we just see Merlin is really really happy, and that's when I think that's yeah. when Morgana knew. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> absolutely yeah, not! I cannot. I cannot. I must prevent this from happening. <laughs> this yeah, there is no yeah. way that I'm going to allow this. To but continue. I just thought it was so funny that she looks at her bracelets of my in, in my head. It wasn't, no, the vision is so powerful that it overcame the the barrier of the bracelet. No, no, it was just, no, Morgana, this is just a regular dream. This is a normal dream, I'm <laughs> You're just such a hater that you couldn't, <laughs> it woke you up. Um, she sends a signal to Morgos, who comes to the castle to meet her. Uh, and Morgana kind of tells her about the dream. And then uh, Morgos says, oh, yeah, this is absolutely a, a possible future. Um, this is a, a future that's so powerful that your gift is showing it to you through the, the protection of the bracelet of the charm that I gave you. And you must do something to get Gwen out of Camelot. Um, and we cut right over to Gwen, who is just, you know, cleaning up after the rich people in this episode. Which is she's what she literally does. just minding her own business. That's yeah. all this girl ever does. Um, even though even though I think the other version of her that we've created in our heads is somebody who just likes to watch uh, trouble unfold. But in yes. this episode, she minds her own business. And and in this episode, in she is paying zero dollars to mind her own yeah. business. That is exactly yeah. what she is doing. Did uh, she, she ignores the haters. She like she truly ignores the haters. You know, if I think if you asked Gwen about her haters, she'd be like, I mean, I guess I have them. I don't ever hear from them or think about them, though. Like, she, I think she's just so ambivalent to the haters. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. She would say I never hear from them, even though they're, like, at her door daily, because yeah. that's where she's at. Yeah. Like, it's like she's that classic she, Mad Men joint where he's like, you know, I, I, I wonder what you think of me. And John Hamm is like, I don't think of you at all or whatever. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Gwen is kind of, Gwen's kind of a Sigma male. Um, she's on the kind of like the Gwen Sigma is kind of the John Hamm of, of Merlin. Let's go ahead and just write that out. And, and yeah, as, yeah. For its potential. Yeah, established. established. Um, Morgana finds her and is like, hey, I know you got the hots for Arthur. Waka, waka, waka. And she's like, I don't understand. What do you mean? Waka, waka, waka. What is that? That's not a thing that people say. <laughs> no, she's like, no, it totally is, right? She it's goes, do you, totally... mean, do you mean hubba, hubba? And Morgana's like, nope, nope. I mean, waka, waka, waka. No, no you I'm like pretty Arthur? sure it's waka, waka, Gwen. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I would know. <laughs> Quinnipier is um, very confused. Waka, waka, she said. Yeah, she's so confused that she just has to walk away from the conversation. She, she has to waka, waka away from the convo. <laughs> Because she doesn't, she's because she's so uncertain about what waka waka means that she's not willing to. Like she's pretty sure she understands from context clues, but she's not willing to say that you know she's got waka waka for for <laughs> Arthur. So she just walks away from the conversation. But then they're all at dinner with Uther, and uh, that's where Morgana's plan starts to take place because Arthur is so distracted by Gwen being in the room that he stops listening to Uther, and it's very silly and. Um, Arthur is cute, definitely I waka guess. waka for for Gwen. No matter what, I don't that's think anybody a, can. That's a stone that. cold fact. That is a stone cold <laughs> fact. Arthur is waka waka for Gwen. Um, <laughs> but Morgana is observing all of this. She, you know, she's picking up on these clues. She's already aware of all of this, so I don't know why she needs all of this um, this extra intel. But later that night, after dinner. Morgana goes to see Arthur in his room and she starts doing the same routine on him that she just did on Gwen, where she's like, I hear that you're pretty waka waka for Gwen. Now, Arthur being part of the bourgeoisie, he picks up on this terminology. <laughs> he immediately <laughs> understands. I am not waka waka for anybody outside of the bounds of my, that only that my, my, yeah. my royal duties allow. I am waka waka for duty. <laughs> I am only waka waka for duty. <laughs> for the people of Camelot. <laughs> And he says it with such seriousness, too. Morgana is almost <laughs> taken aback. She's like, did Waka Waka catch on that fast? Wow. Guinevere <laughs> really has a hold of this man. With excitement. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she starts doing the whole Waka Waka routine again. Um, but this time, she she's able to just puncture through it. Because it's not as big of a deal for Arthur to be like, yeah, whatever. Um, as it is for, for Gwen to admit that. And um, she says, okay, well, I know you have feelings for Gwen. I know you waka waka Gwen. Well, I heard through the grapevine that Gwen waka waka's you, Arthur. Um, and she kind of helps to prod Arthur to be like, hey, you know what? Like, screw Uther. You guys can just like, you guys should yeah. just go and spend time together. You know, like this, his rules are unjust. Make it, make, uh, 
whatever. Make Waka Waka, if you will. <laughs> There's and also, yeah, so, uh, in the scene, uh, Arthur has a loot in the corner of his room. I just wanted to point that yeah, out. Because I'm, that's I was, when I saw that, I was like, he is going to play the loot for her. And I am excited about this revelation. <laughs> Disappointing that. I, Arthur seems like the type of guy who'd be like, I, yeah, I think I'm going to learn how to play guitar. And he would go out and he would buy a guitar. Mm-hmm. He, would, he would search the best kind to get. The best kind of guitar. he would have guitar. it delivered. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then he would he'd pick it up like once, and then he'd go eat dinner, and then he would never touch it again. <laughs> My friend Gary is in a band, uh, and so he gets his Facebook feed is filled with like band paraphernalia ads, and he was sending mm-hmm. me pictures of this Facebook ad for guitar picks that were anywhere from sixty to one hundred and eighty dollars each for <laughs> for a guitar pick, and I just feel like Arthur is the kind of dude he'd buy like a ten thousand, not knowing how to play guitar, would buy a ten thousand dollar guitar and then like oh. a, a hundred and twenty dollar guitar pick before he ever picked it up right like yeah. or or he would get a pack of ten thousand guitar picks sure yes absolutely <laughs> like i'm gonna need a lot of these guitar I'm gonna, picks i'm gonna be playing this and a then lot. never I'm, use them never ever use them. i don't think i ever out. paid more than like a dollar for a pack of guitar picks i can't i, I can't imagine yeah absolutely about. not uh i don't know if i ever even bought guitar picks i just always had some exactly yeah that's one of those things you just have laid around when you buy a guitar somehow uh Arthur sends Merlin to ask Gwen to spend the day with Arthur. Uh, and she's mm-hmm. nervous, but Merlin's like, no, 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 no. He walk a walk at you. And she's like, where is this coming from? I'm not. Um, he goes, look, just, just, you know. <laughs> not you too, Merlin. <laughs> and he says, just, hey, just chill. I'm going to be back in the morning. I'll come bring you to him. Everything's going to be okay. Um, yeah. I, I really liked this scene because it's just cute seeing Merlin play matchmaker. Um, I really like his and Gwen's friendship. We don't always get to spend a ton, a ton of time on it. Uh, but I just thought the scene was very cute. And honestly, if Morgana wasn't secretly evil, her scenes would have been kind of cute too. Agreed. I just like yeah. that they, they're doing this. It's like we've had so much time with these characters and their friendships. And even when we don't always get to see it on screen, I think there's plenty of imagined history and friendship there. Um, and, and it would have been nice to to see Morgana being able to participate in a, in a kinder way. Like almost I wish that she was like trying to get them together so that they would run away together yeah. rather than like have Gwen be executed or whatever. Yeah. Like if you just ended every scene, because in every single scene that Morgana is in where she is doing something sneaky, the send ends, send, excuse me, the scene ends with her like kind of looking back to the camera and smirking. And if you just ended that with her going, yeah. oh, it'd be great. It'd yeah. be perfect. I know. They got it. They have to let us know that she's still evil, though, because otherwise we'll get confused and we'll forget. We uh we do see Gwen uh, reach out to Morgana and be like, "Hey, uh, I feel like I'm getting sick. I need the day off." So Morgana yeah. is like, "Yeah, I know what's I know what's about to happen." Oh, sure. Um, the next morning, Merlin comes to get Guinevere, um, and she steps out of the back, and there was this moment where she's like. He's like struck by her beauty. It's like you look, you look mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, and I was like looking at this frame, and I'm like, I don't. She looks the same. Like not even saying she doesn't <laughs> look beautiful. It's just that, um, what's her name? Um, I can't even. Remember. Angel Colby just looks nice all the yeah. time. So like, I feel like they really wanted this because Arthur is going to do this in a couple of minutes too, where he's like. <gasps> But I'm like, she just put on like a 10% fancier dress. Like I don't. I think it's it's just like a slightly frillier dress. <laughs> yeah. But she's. I mean, she looks always ready to go into town and like win the local yeah. beauty pageant. Yeah. Like I'm not sure what to, what they're what they're freaking out about. You know, this is this is they. It's just men. You know, men. It's just Both men, Arthur, men, Merlin, men. and us. <laughs> Um, we don't notice anything until you pull a frilly dress on and suddenly we're like, wow, you look great. You look amazing. I can't believe that your hair, look, you usually wear it in a ponytail, but now it's on your shoulders and that's like, No, I don't. I haven't worn a ponytail in three years, Merlin. <laughs> what are you talking about, Merlin? Wait, are you sure? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you always do. We go to the woods where Arthur has, uh, presumably by himself, unless he like made Merlin come to the woods and set There's all no of this up. no way that Merlin didn't set this up. <laughs> So just the timeline. No way. The timeline on this is like Arthur wakes up, Merlin does his standard like "Good morning, sunshine" kind of thing. Uh, then they both go to the woods together. Merlin hauls all this shit out here, lays it out. Arthur stays in the woods while Merlin goes back into Camelot, grabs Gwen, brings Gwen all the way back here. Like that's the that's the chain of events. You that's think? the timeline. That's the wow. timeline. Yeah, that's a lot of work for Merlin, man. It's all in a day for him. You know what I mean? He's used to it. Uh, when they arrive, they see Arthur using like the silver platter uh, as a mirror to like primp himself yeah. a little bit. And Merlin, the huge ham that was on it, is long gone. Long gone, unfortunately. Uh, Merlin 
ham is not really a sexy kind of meal. I think like I don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Lay, I, th- I don't want to lay down and like have my partner feed me slices of ham. Sure, it's quite fleshy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like you got. <laughs> there's a lot of smacks to it. Like you're like. I just. I don't think there's any any meat really. That if like if you're gonna lay down in the in the forest, okay. with a meal, mm-hmm. I'm not sure there's any meat. And a no in, all in the windows aside, I just don't know if there's any sexy meat. What about what about an impossible burger? An Impossible Burger might be a little sexy because it's like, so mysterious. So what's much, what's in there? On? Why does it taste like meat but not be meat? What's it happening? It's like real meat. What is it? <laughs> what this? is it? What did you put it? Is it beans? It's not beans. Are you sure? Is it going to hurt my tummy? Is, is it lentils? <laughs> what is the? <laughs> how many calories does it have? It's a very sexy. You ask a lot of sexy questions to the Impossible Burger. Yeah. I think. Yeah, and a lot of meat. You don't. You know. Well, maybe uh, maybe anyway. an Impossible Burger would be sexy only because like Arthur would have listened to her that she's a vegetarian, right? Like that's the oh that w- yeah that's the, you know, that listening would, that is sexy. That, that it would, can listening be. is sexy. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I love anyway, I love this moment though because uh, they sneak up on him and like something you mentioned, which is this friendship between Merlin and Gwen, where they kind of just make fun of everybody around them at all times. Uh, it happens again yeah. as they like spy on him primping himself, and Merlin uses the classic caca joke, which yeah. I, I, I love. I just love that he brought brings out the caca, and, and Arthur Dude. freaks out. Like, what? What is that? What, are there birds Merlin out is here? Always coming strapped with the banter, dude. Like he was ready for the caca. Even later in the episode, he's like, you know, what? we'll get Gwen out of this if I transform myself into an old man. Dude, he's ready for pranks. He's ready for mischief. like that's a bit. Like Merlin's doing a bit. Like it almost gets him killed, but that's just par for the course for him. Uh, Arthur sees Gwen and is immediately tongue-tied, uh, and then but manages to get Merlin out of there. Uh, uh, Gwen walks over. It's very cute. There's like a river between, or like a little creek between them, and she walks over the stones. It's all very romantic. Uh, unfortunately, Morgana is you know spying from the sidelines, dude, wrapped up in a curtain hanging from a tree branch. She's like, <laughs> she brought the curtain with, bro. Oh man, that that's the kind of hating that you really like when you bring your own hating um, accessories with you to the farm. Yep. Like that's the kind of yep. that's when you know you're a hater. She she hung up a giant uh, forest green <laughs> curtain from a tree branch. And Where did she get the stained glass it? window that's just on a tripod to stand in front of? It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's insane the level she's going to. And crazier that no one has noticed. Nobody has noticed. Normally Merlin. This would is be. why she went evil. It's not about Merlin not telling her these magic or Gaius gaslighting her or any of this shit. Nope. It's it's she's gone through so much effort to be the ultimate hater and never got any credit for it. Um, and you, there's a there's a big difference between a hater and a villain, right? Absolutely. But Morgana crossed uh-huh. the line, yes. and she did it intentionally because she was sick and tired, tired of, of her it, hating it, going unnoticed. Haters want to be appreciated; they want to be loved. Let's yeah. let's be honest. That's um, literally what being a hater is all about. You want to get noticed. You, you want to get noticed, and you want to be loved. Uh, Morgana goes straight to Uther, who and convinces him to come on a ride with her using like her old technique of. I'm Morgana, and he's in yeah. love with me, or whatever. Not in love. Come, father, please. And he's, she's like, what? <laughs> Hold on. Hold up. What'd you call me? I mean, uh, why do you sound like a little orphan boy? <laughs> Come, father. <laughs> Morgana, can you explain Waka Waka to me? <laughs> no. Yes, my lady. Shall we go away? I shall explain Waka Waka on the ride. It's like, I don't know why you talk like this all of a sudden, but okay. Uh, we go back to the woods where uh, Arthur is not letting Mor- uh, Gwen fix her own plate, like and saying like you were not a, a serving girl today, um, yeah. and she, which made me wonder, well, what 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 the fuck am I exactly to you, Arthur? But no, it's it's well, very, you're, it's, I mean, other otherwise you're a servant. Yeah. <laughs> today, uh, I do expect this blanket to be washed before we get back to Camelot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you know I, I that. Be, I time. will not be washing this myself. <laughs> and Merlin's busy, um, but this is this is all very cute and sweet. Uh, he fixes her a plate. Uh, they talk about how he could be himself around her. He can be kind of feels freed from all of his princely duties. Uh, how he dreams of leaving Camelot and becoming a farmer and making Merlin do all of the hard work. Like it's all. Ex- I like that in his cute. fantasy where he has run away with the love of his life. Merlin is Merlin also is there. there, of course. <laughs> you can't get away from that, dude. They love each other. They're they're they're, they're bonded at this point. They are they're paired together. Um, oh. Morgana, meanwhile, it spurs Uther to a race uh, as they are racing through the forest. Uh, Arthur and Gwen, going, waka waka. <laughs> Arthur and Gwen, by this point, are laying down heavy waka waka energy. At this point, a lot of flirting, a lot of joking. Um, he kills a wasp for her. It was always very dope. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Have you ever seen that that video of Obama catching a fly in midair with his hand with his fingers? I think I have. Yeah, I yeah. Think that, I have. That, that, that made me think of this for some reason, or like yeah. this made me think of that because it just, I, I, like, it's very impressive. And if like Arthur, yeah. Arthur is a little bit like Obama. <laughs> He's got he's got some Obama. Someone energy. someone had to say it. He does walk a walk of drones. I agree with you. Yeah. Oh God! Oh God! He is, he is about he has about unmanned military attacks on sovereign yeah, nations. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. He does walk a walk of some of some of that. I mean, if the shoe fits, you know. Um, walk a walk as drones. What are we talking about? Oh, I don't even know. Okay, okay, okay. They're lounging in the woods, right? Like, they're both, there's two individual chaise lounge in the woods. No more relaxed can you be than upon a chaise lounge. Um, They're having a lovely time. And then just as they start to get to smooching, who do they get caught by? Uther and that snitch hater Morgana. It's true. Uh, They're... You know they're they're busted right in the middle um, yeah. of this, and we 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 hard cut back to the castle where Arthur is pacing in the throne room, where he is obviously very nervous. And then Uther comes in, and I really like what they do here because you you expect the big dramatic over the top like oh shit kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, but what we actually get instead is he comes in and just starts breaking out laughing. And then I realized, like, because it makes him worse. <laughs> like, it makes yeah, him so yeah, much worse yeah. that he's not mad because he's, like, so dismissive. He's like, oh, don't worry. I'm not immune to the temptation of serving girls. And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> what the this fuck? Is <laughs> um, it makes Uther so, so much worse that he comes in just yeah. fucking laughing. It is uh, a really funny moment when he, when he comes in and he does the thing that you don't expect. But, yeah, then it takes a like, a way darker turn especially as he's he's like okay whatever no harm done but you can never see her again and arthur is like hold up like no wait hold on like i like actually really care about her and and the uther is is, is, in fact he confesses his love (laughs) uther is not hearing this at all he's like listen yeah she's a serving girl don't worry it's all gonna come to an end uh i'm gonna i'm gonna leave and i'm gonna make her leave no big deal uh, and, and he goes to yeah, like she's banished from Camelot, Camelot upon pain of death. Yeah, he got three days to get the fuck out, basically. And uh, you know, Arthur starts begging, basically, like, please, please don't do this. Don't you know? You don't have to do this. And Uther just doesn't care. He's just like, nah, homie, I'm out. Like, I'm not, I'm not dealing with yeah. you right now. So, um, yeah, it's tough. It goes from like a, a almost funny scene until just like, oh shit, he is the fucking worst. Um. It doesn't matter unless you treat her like a human. Then it then it's gonna be a problem for us, Arthur. Um, yeah, so bad. Um, and yeah, Arthur leaves. We see him arguing with Merlin in his room um, about how you know, oh Merlin, how could you know you don't know how to keep a secret? Blah blah blah, whatever. Um, and then he dismisses Mor- Merlin as Morgana comes in, and now we have a conversation between Arthur and Morgana where he tells her that he just wants to leave. Um, go off on their own together uh gwen and and arthur and um they they'll return one day to take their rightful place on the throne but um yeah screw this screw uther we you know we're in waka waka and nothing can change that (laughs) we're in waka waka land now baby uh merlin this is where we cut to merlin with gwen right as she's like packing um and as she's doing this she kind of starts breaking down and realizing like I have no idea where I'm going to go. Like I, mm. my, my, I, I was born here. I've lived here. My father was executed by the king here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. so glad we revisit yeah. that here in, in just a little bit Definitely. too. By the way, um, <laughs> but you know she she's just breaking out. She's devastated by this whole thing. And of course Merlin is there, like trying to, um, you know, reassure. But there's only so much he can do. Uh, Later that night, we see Morgana put something under somebody's pillow. Uh, we're going to mm-hmm. find out later this is uh, Arthur's pillow. And then she goes to see Uther, kind of pretending to be worried about him. Um, but then, like, doing the hard sell. And I, I really did not see this angle coming in. I like it a whole lot. Like, it's just, yeah. you mentioned that there's a fine line between being a hater and a villain. And it's if she was just the hater, it'd be great. <laughs> but no, no, she's yeah. got to go full well, villainess. She's a villain. she's a villain. Because of what Arthur just said, because I think if Arthur had said, like screw this i'm running away with gwen i think i think morgana still would have been like okay all right yeah go ahead that's fine i'll hold down the fort you leave but because he says that thing about like oh i'll you know i'll come back 
uh, and take my rightful place. Then she's like, ah, oh, we can't have that. Yeah, yeah, this is we're not, not. We're not doing this. So um, she's now she's gonna step it up. I'm going through a lot of work right now. I don't need more work in the yeah. future. Like I just want to be queen. Yeah, like yeah. we're not doing any of this. Um, her big thrust is that like his attitude has changed so dramatically. He's been so out of it lately. It's almost as though he's been enchanted, and which is the magical word for Uther, who now has heard the word magic loosely or a word loosely associated with magic, and all reason has left his body. So he sends guards to completely tear apart Arthur's room. Arthur is like, "Do you really think I'm hiding a woman in here?" Uh, but of course, they find this bag that Morgana, the hex bag that Morgana planted. Uther takes it to Gaius, who's like, oh yeah, definitely magical, definitely could enchant someone. Uh, Morgana smirking in the background, her plan is coming together. Uh, and things kind of start happening fast at this point. Merlin runs into Arthur and is like, hey, I saw guards dragging Gwen into the palace. Uh, she is thrown, like, kind of harshly in front of Uther's feet uh, in the throne yeah. room. And he starts, like, challenging her of, and accusing her of enchanting Arthur. Uh, and as she, like, talks back to him at one point, she fucking slaps her across the face, dude. Like, it's... it's yeah, holy shit, dude. Like, you're like, holy... Like, we've seen this side of Uther several times, so it's not, like, a surprise, especially with the way that he considers her completely beneath him. But, like, mm-hmm. seeing it, like, played out, it was like, whoa, I thought we were in a PG-13 situation. We could just beat women yeah. and then pg third. you can't say fuck but you can beat women okay okay cool cool yeah, cool Thanks. and it's it's different when like somebody's being held prisoner and their bad guys are beating them up or they're in battle and you know somebody hits them or whatever it's this is this is different it's a different power dynamic uther i don't think i mean uther's the bad guy we all know this but he isn't necessarily like the villain in in the traditional sense like more ghosts and senred and like those are the bad guys right um, so just see this, even though Mer- Uther is the bad guy, <laughs> to make that clear, yeah, yeah. but just to see him, to him do this and this violence in this way, it is very striking. And, um, this is where the, the topic about how her father was, was executed for using magic. And she's like, fuck you, dude, fuck <laughs> you. Uh, this is so good. And she's, and she's like, you know, I, she, she says something back to him. I wish I'd written in the line down, but like just fucking snaps right back at him that gives him no peace whatsoever and um about this time oh yeah and even gaius tries to speak up for her and um he's like well i think that blah 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 and uther is like i don't care what you think yeah um and he doesn't want to hear anything about this from anyone anymore he just is like fuck it we're burning her at the stake um i do want to mention arthur has charged in yeah yeah go ahead Uh, i do want to mention when he charges in because he's like I know how I feel, and I couldn't possibly be enchanted. And I'm like, Arthur, you've been enchanted four times in the last like, t- Dude, like ten, literally t- five you don't years. Stop being yeah. enchanted. <laughs> I don't know. I, I know that you genuinely feel for this woman. I I, I get it because I know I, I've been there. I know exactly how you feel. But also, you have been enchanted several times. You think there's, you a, do you not... think there's a small part of Arthur, Arthur that he's like, oh shit, really? <laughs> <laughs> isn't, wait, isn't there like a little bit later on where like somebody does cast out? Or I feel like there's something with him where he he's led to believe that, um, maybe oh maybe she she did or maybe like I don't know I I maybe maybe I'm misremembering something. We'll see if it comes up in my notes. Okay, not important. Um, eventually Arthur says like, hey, I will relinquish my claim to the throne if I can be with her. And Uther's like, yeah, that's exactly how I know you're enchanted, my man. Like, that's exactly how an enchanted person. Caslight <laughs> <laughs> uh, gatekeep girl boss. Uh, to be fair. <laughs> Uther has a point. I do, uh, as they start pulling her way to take her to the prison, um, they start holding Arthur back. There's this, I think, kind of clumsy a little bit, like slow motion scene of him rushing over to like give her one smooch or whatever. Um, that is very emotionally charged. Like I think they did a good job, even though like I feel like this was a really difficult thing to even to get this amount of not clumsy, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, it, Big dramatic stuff can be a little bit difficult to sell at times. And um, I like their relationship. It hasn't always been the um, strongest supported thing in the show. I'm doing a bad job of saying that. Um, th- yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's hard to pull off. And, and, and I think that they just barely, barely scrape by. And they throw in a slow-mo evil smirk from Morgana. Of course. But this is yeah. the first time. I, I think Gwen has definitely had a lot of suspicions. And I can't remember if there's been any really hard evidence where Gwen is like, hmm, Morgana seems like she might be evil. But this moment in particular is is 
going to, I think, really stick in uh, Gwen's memory as she's pulled away to be held in a cell and eventually burned at, a, uh, at the stake. Yeah. Um, she sees Morgana smirking. Um, we skip ahead of time a little bit. Arthur and Gwen are both uh, staring out of the windows that they are able to stare out of. Uh, Merlin arrives and is like, hey, we got to get Gwen out. And Arthur is uh, kind of like just at a loss in a way that we don't normally see him. He's like, you know, I'm, I've got guards at my door. Uh, you know, I'm locked down here. I'm, he's looking outside. They're building the pyre. They're going to build her on. He's like, I, he's, I, I don't know what we're going to do, but I can't watch her die. Uh, Merlin brings food to Gwen, who, of course, is like, Merlin, this is a weird time for ham. I mean, like, yeah. you bring ham around a lot of events, <laughs> but this is by far the weirdest time you have brought me ham. I don't know. And it's really, I, it's huge. Like, I can't. <laughs> This much ham, also, Merlin. like they specifically asked what my last meal was going to be, and I said no ham. Uh, like I said, no only impossible burgers. And like now, here you are with a, a plate of ham. I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't get this. What he's are you like, doing? Well, if you're not going to eat it, then he starts digging into the ham. The guards are outside. Like, uh, I think you need to go back now. He's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta gotta chunk down some more ham real quick. Uh, <laughs> of course, she only cares about Arthur. How's Arthur doing? Uh, she knows that Uther's not going to change his mind. Uh, and this is when Merlin is like, hey, do you, like, this has got to be a setup. Who do you think that it is? And this is where she tells him about Morgana smiling at her, smirking at her. Um, mm. And she doesn't think that Merlin's going to believe her, but of course, Merlin, who has been on, uh, you know, knows that Morgana has been working against Camelot for some time now, of course, believes He's her. on Morgana hater patrol. Like, Absolutely. he leads the rally. Yes. Uh, he immediately runs back to Gaius, who does not have any good ideas whatsoever. Uh, and instead, Merlin has what is arguably the best idea on the entire history of the Merlin TV show. Mm-hmm. He says, mm-hmm. if we can't expose the true sorcerer, then we must invent one. Uh, and he decides to use a spell to disguise himself as an old man. Uh, and then he's going to purposely get caught putting the same enchantment bag under Arthur's pillow. And that he's going to escape so that Uther knows that it is a specific sorcerer, this old man sorcerer, and he has to let Gwen go. Uh, and I'm just going to go ahead and say this. It, this is one of my favorite bits of the entire show. Mm-hmm. It's one of the funniest thing that Merlin does. Every time we see Merlin get dressed up as an old man or turn himself into an old man to do anything, he's got an attitude and a, that just will shame the fucking devil. Like It, he, it is Always funny, always brilliant, always great. I cannot wait. I'm so happy this episode finally came, especially after Old last Man week's Merlin episode. Old Man Merlin is easily the best thing about this show, and it's a great show, and I like a lot of aspects of it. Old Man Merlin is my favorite aspect. Dragoon <laughs> the Great. Yeah. yeah, dude. dude. Dragoon the Great. That name's hard oh as nails. Oh, my God, dude. It's so fucking good. I, I don't know where they came up with Dragoon at, but I am fucking here for it. I love it so much. It's it extremely so good. good. Uh, so... They they do the thing. Uh, he comes out. He casts a spell. Gaius barely recognizes him. Uh, they, you know, he starts. There's some jokes about all of a sudden Merlin having aches and pains. Uh, mm-hmm. He stalks into the castle in this like hunched over <laughs> like old man on the way to the mailbox. Like oh, there's something. My check is in the mailbox. Got, kind look, of vibe. And he looks like the traditional Merlin. Like, yes, he's got the long yes. white hair, the long white beard, this red robe. He's got a walking stick. Looks like the staff. You know, it's like this is what, when you think of Merlin outside of BBC's Merlin. This is what you picture. And I just. I just I love so much that they did this. It's so good, and I like the fact that they waited this long to like get us into here too makes it so much better. I think like the fact that they were we were just we were all just waiting for this. Is- and I wonder if there was somebody in you know in a writers' room or in a creative team who just said like how, how you know we have this classic image of Merlin. How do we use that? Is it you know is there going to be time travel this or that in the way that they utilize it here? And I think they use it well later on as well. But here it just fits so well. It's just I love it. It's such a serious episode in many ways. In many ways, um, and this isn't necessarily played for laughs, but it is because it's just so great. <laughs> I, mean, it's, I just fucking love it. <laughs> it's it's that classic Merlin thing where they're they're undercutting a lot of the seriousness with humor while also somehow not letting go of the seriousness. Like there's moments yeah. in this during this hilarious Dragoon the Great scene that you're still like, like almost you're, you're tense because you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, he manages to catch uh, Arthur's eyes. He's stalking the hallways. Arthur immediately pursues him. He rushes into Arthur's room. He's putting the bag under and he, bag under the pillow when Arthur comes in. 
holds him at sword point. This is where he announces, I am Dragoon the Great. Uh, and yeah. then he, he starts, you know, confessing and telling Arthur not to kill him. And he's like, what's your plan? And he's like, yeah, that's right. You don't even know my plan. Exactly. Like the way yeah. that he is just out on a fucking tree limb without any sort of forethought about any of this and just improvising all of these, all of this bullshit it's, is fucking he's hilarious. Just, like, he's he's improvising. He's not even good at it. And like... Arthur kind of recognizes him because he doesn't know why. Even Arthur, as he's holding him at sword point, Arthur is still sort of like, it's just sort of non-threatening about all of it. He's just like, who is this wacky old man and what is he doing? Um, and, and just as things are getting a little, little crazy, Merlin sends a a, a pot flag at uh, Arthur's head to, to knock him out for a second so he can start to try to escape. <laughs> And, and, which is also very funny, just him getting knocked yeah. on the back of the head. I love that Merlin can finally just use magic. Yes, that's um, the also, that's I think that's the brilliant thing about this is because like yeah. we have been so we we have been watching Merlin like secretly do magic for so long that him just being able to go like rah, <laughs> and, <Yeah>. and fucking, <laughs> that's basically what it sounds like too. We, I don't think we I don't think we've like sold his voice and everything because he is so into this, like he's so over the top sorcerer. It's like he grew up watching a bunch of like overdone Dude, Colin stories. Morgan like literally he kills it on this. Dude, it's so fucking great man this is so absolutely wonderful um he runs away uh and he's tried to change back and he's unable to um Arthur eventually catches up with them he's running away he can't run very fast uh as he's like about to run through a door Arthur throws a dagger and like pins part of his robe to the door so they everybody catches him and they drag dragoon to uther uh who of course is with morgana at the moment uh and morgana i love this reaction from morgana so much throughout like the next 10 minutes she is just going to be like looking at him like with her head cocked to the side like like you just like made a weird noise in front of a dog and then they don't understand it like she is so fucking confused by this entire thing man it is great has no clue so She's hilarious. Just baffled because it's just like look look at the state of this man first of all. <laughs> but then she's just like, "What? Wait. What? She knows, of course. She put the bag under his pillow. So now suddenly, and obviously she doesn't think that anybody is aware of any of her um, you know, scheming. So god, it's just so incredible, and it, I, that confusion never leaves Morgana throughout the entire episode. It's so it's so wonderful, and of course Uther is like, you know, what are you? What were you here to do? I was like, oh, I'm here to bring shame to Camelot. Like, I, this is you know my, my whole plan. Even was Uther is like, why? Like, what? You, who's this old wacky old man? Like, but what? That's, what, and that's what, did I do anything to you? And it's played so perfectly because he asked this, yeah. and like, have I wronged you in some way? Like, and again. It's laughs, and then Dragoon, aka Merlin, lays into him about something fucking real. Like, oh, uh-huh. your uh-huh. your your quest to destroy all magic, your campaign to destroy all magic has ruined lives everywhere. Like, he's putting a little heat on it because he genuinely feels this way. Like, we have seen Merlin talk about like how hypocritical it is for Uther to ban magic until someone in his family needs some help, right? Like, we've seen like mm-hmm. the underlying like fucking anger that Merlin has and he's able to finally like just put it out there and then when Arthur kind of interrupts he's like and you're a stupid arrogant man too that doesn't treat his servants very well (laughs) (laughs) and Arthur's like whoa hold on buddy what's going on Man, um, it's so yeah, fucking this is, hilarious. This is cr- I don't know if if we mentioned the fact that uh, earlier you probably I think you probably did say it, but Merlin did try to transform himself back to normal Merlin, and it didn't work. So yeah, that now yeah. he's here, and he's and he's honestly he's he's spitting hot waka waka right now on on everybody, and uh, he's <laughs> he knew sound like it is, and um, Uther's not ready for this kind of hater. I don't even know if Uther ever really gets angry. I think he just remains confused, and he's like, okay, I mean, I guess. Um, Kill him? Oh, okay. So this is the part where he says, Dragoon the Great says that he enchanted both Gwen and Arthur. Oh, um, okay. I missed that. And this yeah. way, Gwen will be released. And there is a moment where I think Arthur is like, no, really? Uh, where he thinks, okay. I don't think Arthur ever doubts his own feelings, but when he hears this, he thinks, Shh, what if what if Gwen's feelings for me are just enchanted and this was all a ruse? Because it's when there's no known suspects that you know he he can obviously be like no that's not true like i really love her but now there's this wild old man who he caught red-handed in his bedroom like <laughs> it's, it's hard to deny that and i think there is a moment of of 
a little bit of despair in Arthur where he where he maybe doubts that that she really loves him. Um, and I, it's not like it lasts or lingers in any way, but um, I, I did see that in him. I'm uh, I'm very glad that they they do away with this by the end of the episode because the 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 will they want they is enough for me like the you know can mm-hmm, our love mm-hmm. be accepted by my father is enough for me like I don't also need there to be the doubt of does she does she does she right. not so <laughs> um we we've mentioned this a couple of times Morgana is extremely confused still like the camera just keeps cutting yeah. to her and she's just like <laughs> what and who the fuck is this guy uh, Uther very reluctantly orders the release of Gwyn demands that Dragoon be burned at the stake in her in her, in her stead and of course Dragoon is then put into a cell. Um, we get this brief scene where Arthur asks Gaius where Merlin is, and Gaius says that Merlin is spending the day in the tavern. <laughs> Fucking thank you, Gaius. I love this. Um, and Arthur's like, I'm going through one of the worst days of my life right now. <laughs> And he's at the fucking tavern. And he's at the tavern? Are you fucking serious right now? Uh, Gaius goes to visit Dragoon, uh, who is not unable to break this spell still. He keeps trying. And Gaius is like, oh, I've got an idea. I'm going to go read a book. Uh, and we're going to get a bunch of scenes of Gaius like trying to to get yeah. a spell right. Because he's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I know the spell, but I got to go figure it out. Make a potion. Try to buy some time, Merlin. Okay, thanks. Bye. There is a little bit of like another like more drama here where, where there is genuine fear in Merlin um, as he is realizing I'm stuck and I might not be able to get out of this situation. Absolutely. Yeah, that's and that's the that's the great thing about this is like, again, playing with that, like, this is absolutely ridiculous and hysterical and I can't believe it's working versus, oh, no, I'm stuck as an old man and they're going to execute me. <laughs> like, what am I going to yeah. do? And I think it's like if this was your first episode of Merlin, even if you didn't need prior context, you might just think like this show is really stupid. But it's the type of thing that once you've bought into the tone of Merlin and the in the world of Merlin, it just it just fucking rules. <laughs> yeah, they kind of lead you to this a little bit. I feel like if you had a, if you went into this with an open mind, this actually would be a fun episode as a for a, a, a first so. episode. Maybe like, so. Cause you know, like, and I think yeah, I mean the tropes are are evil are, are easy enough to pick up on. Yeah. Um, you know, Arthur, Guinevere, Merlin, these are all very famous characters that you can kind of just piece together what's going on, you know, based on that alone. Um yeah, that is interesting. Um where do we go from here? So the next morning, uh, we see the crowd yes. gathering in front of the pyre. Uh, Merlin is waiting in uh, his cell. Uh, this is the classic cell that we always go back to that has the window that like looks out into the courtyard so you can see them building the thing, which I think is just utterly uh, despicable. Like, it sounds, feels horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Arthur comes to him, and uh, along with some guards, is like, hey, it's time to lead you to the, to the pyre. And Merlin's like, hey, wait. And he's doing it in the funny Dragoon voice. He's like, hey, wait. Uh, there's more <laughs> crimes that I wish to confess. And Arthur is like, I don't care. Like, we're going to kill you no matter what. Like, I don't, I'm not solving crimes here, okay? Like, we're just going to kill you. Yeah. You know, COVID Jeremy just kind of sounds like Dragoon. <laughs> I might, I might. <laughs> I think that's what this is. I think, I think you've transformed yourself. I am, a, I am Dragoon Jeremy. <laughs> don't, don't, you would literally hurt your voice if you do that. <laughs> no, I wasn't even trying to do that. Just, my, that was my voice, like, failing in the middle of that. <laughs> so I wasn't even trying, so... Uh, uh, Arthur leads Merlin to the pyre. Uh, yeah, got- it's a pretty intense scene where like everyone is staring at him. Merlin's making eye contact with people. Um, there is this scene with uh with Morgana up on the balcony, and and she almost seems like she's uncomfortable with this because she is still so confused as to what's happening, and like uh, putting aside that she was trying to. F- frame Gwen this guy would like kind of be like on her side because he's talking shit to Uther he's scheming he's doing the exact same thing that she is yep. but she has no idea who he is and I think that deep down I mean certainly Morgana has sympathy for people who have magic and who have been persecuted so there is that side to her still it's not all scheming and evil um so she's looking at him just just very I just I think she's uncomfortable. She doesn't really know what to make of everything that's been happening. Yeah, she's she's just confused. Like she's just utterly confused. Um we we do get the scene of Gaius finally getting the potion right. Um and we as things start building up, like drums start playing, Dragoon walks into the square led by Arthur. Um Uther like reads out the the sentencing uh Gaius arrives and kind of pushes his way through the front of the crowd and like signals to Dragoon like hey I've got the the antidote which is when Dragoon is like like kind of makes a break for it almost where he he, he shoves away from the guards and he lunges towards Gaius and grabs the antidote and then 
is able to like yell at everyone there that it's you know this is a this is preposterous or whatever and then he lights the pyre on fire again that great moment of just being able to use magic in the open i think is really fun um yeah there there was a moment a genuine moment where i was thinking how is merlin gonna get out of this yeah he's literally Mm -hmm. at the pyre he's about to be killed um, and you know, it is, it is kind of simple cause he literally just bumps into Gaius. There's no security in Camelot. They are just the worst at this. He's able to escape in two seconds. Um, but all that being said, getting, seeing him just unleash his magic was, was gratifying in a way. He doesn't use it to hurt anybody, but it's enough where he's able to make his escape. Yes. Um, and, uh, as he runs to the castle, uh, he goes, he gets caught into like a cul-de-sac. He gets, he gets, gets kind of stuck. Uh, and then Arthur, is, of course, is chasing him, and as he turns the corner to the cul-de-sac, who turns around but uh, Merlin, who for all the world looks like he's still drunk. Like, I know he's not purposely doing yeah. this. He's just kind of probably reeling from the, you know, being turned into a, a, a young person again, but he just acts drunk. And Arthur is so just disgusted with Merlin at this moment. It's very funny to me. <laughs> he's like, this again, this has been one of the worst couple days of my life, Merlin. Where have you been? Where have you been? I really needed you around. There's, I don't like. Even if you're useless, like normally you're useless. At least I can bounce my ideas off of you. Like, like, at least you're like a meat space that I could take advantage of at some point. At the very minimum, you're comedy relief. Like I can get some good goofs off on you. Right. Um, Later, I think this scene is this this next scene is really I think very creepy uh, because uh, Morgana finds Gwen changing. Morgana sheets uh, and gives her a hug and pretends uh, that she has relief that she's not going to die. She says she begged Uther, who of course didn't listen, and uh, Gwen pretty quickly leaves. And the scene's not very long, and they don't linger on this and they don't like underline this. But like as I was watching it, I had the, like the creeping realization, like, oh, now we're going to have a situation where Gwen knows that Morgana was willing to kill her huh. to do this, and I still has to work for her, still has yeah. to be the the lady's maid, uh, which is going to be a Extremely awkward and terrifying position, I think. Yeah, very much so. I was wondering if there's anything genuine in Morgana's reaction here. And I think what it is is still just that level of confusion. (laughs) Um, And she's playing the part that she knows she has to play. There was a part of me that wondered, you know, if she was almost glad to have the opportunity to kind of undo what she had set in motion. Because... I mean, she has, other than Gwen being in the way of her ambition, Morgana has no reason to dislike Gwen. She is, they have literally always been friends or have been friends for a long time. I think they genuinely were friends. Um, and obviously a lot has changed for Morgana. But uh, there was a part of me that maybe just wanted to see almost a touch of, of relief, if not remorse, but relief. That like, what are what are the chances that, that you actually get to undo this terrible thing that you set in motion? And um I, I think I am reading into it too much. I think it is just still a no, lot no. of confusion and her playing the part. But I, it's an interesting idea, I guess, for me to, to think about going forward. It is. I think uh, I think th- if there is any kind of battle for Morgana's soul still, I, I find that to be an interesting story. Um, mm. th- whether or not she, you know, she's only doing this because she is, It's, in, it's Gwen is in her way, right? So now that right. this whole thing has been dissolved, I mean, Gwen's not in her way anymore, and she can continue to for her past to the throne. So maybe there is a relief to her that, like, her friend for most of her life, probably <laughs> the only recent enemy, yeah. is now going to be you know not it doesn't have to be a casualty in her war for power. Um, but mm-hmm. um, on the way out, Gwen is grabbed by Arthur, who kind of pulls her behind a pillar, uh, and of course says like, you know, I believe my feelings for you are real. I don't think that they're enchanted at all. Uh, but of course it, I, I, I'm worried for your life. If anybody finds out about them, uh, and it's very cute. It's very emotional. It's very romantic. Uh, he says, she asked him if she was, if he was serious about giving up her, his place at the throne. And he says, absolutely. Uh, and she goes, that's, you know, that's your place is, is with Camelot is leaning Camelot. My place is with you. Uh, and Arthur says that once he becomes king, he's going to change the rules, and uh, they're going to be able to say waka waka in their wedding vows, no matter what Uther says. They could just—they're just, just going to be able to lay it out, uh, and then they kiss, yeah. and it's very sweet. And then it's like, okay, I guess. Uh, actually, they start to kiss, and then they—they they stop because somebody comes walking down the hallway. So she's just like, well, I better go. Um, I mean, this is a, a terrible place for them to be in. They've really solidified their feelings for each other. And he is uh, affirming that 
he loves her and he's going to change things and then one day they will be together and you know that sucks for the meantime but i guess as far as um their current situation goes things are looking okay they just gotta you know steer clear of each other for a little while (laughs) yeah they just gotta they gotta pretend they gotta be on the down low chris they gotta be Mm -hmm. they gotta be sneaky links that's what they gotta be they got each other's sneaky links um yeah Merlin arrives at the lab to find Gaius. He's been mucking out stalls because as punishment for, uh, you know, just to going to the tavern all day, uh, Gaius pretends to be, you know, have no idea why Arthur would think that. Uh, and it's very funny because he smells really bad. Ah ha ha. Yeah. We, and we end the episode on a, on a comedy uh, note that Merlin smells of horse shit. So. Yeah. Uh, Typical. And, and then next week, it's we're having another tournament chris it's time for another tournament already dude i can't believe it it's like somebody's getting married or somebody's doing a tournament that's the show it's 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 every other episode that happens so uh it's going to be a good time we always enjoy it so (laughs) any any final thoughts on this episode great episode genuinely one of the best uh of the show so far i think i really like this one I usually do a bit more of a summary at the end of my thoughts, but uh, my voice is failing me. I loved it. It's great. Mm-hmm. Dragoon is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, tell everybody what they can do before the next episode. They can. What do we tell people to do? Tell them to go to Patreon. <laughs> go to. Oh, you can go to Patreon.com/slash Monster uh, of the Week. We've got lots of stuff there. You can get early access. You can get yeah, access to the uh, Discord where we hang out and talk about. Merlin and Bake Off and the Winchesters and um, yeah we, uh, we, yeah, we thank can, people that have, you can follow t- us on Twitter at whatever our Twitter handle is for as long as Twitter remains open which seems like it's going to continue to remain open uh, at I'm at Local Bones he's at JG Greer what's our what's our thing at his kingdom keeps excellent all right I'm not good at this <laughs> bye, I hope everyone has a great holiday season <laughs> goodbye bye everybody. Did we join at the same time? Are we twinsies? I think we did. I think we just did. It was empty when I clicked on it, and here you are. Are we twinsies, Chris Mosier? I feel like we've been like twinsying lately. We have been doing a lot of twinsing, which I don't think is a yeah. good, maybe not necessarily a good thing. I think our families will probably have something to say about it if we explain it to them. Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> How you feeling, bro? Um, uh, I'm still fighting off like the congestion and some of the coughing. Not a lot. You definitely sound like you got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't think I've ever heard you sound not the way that you always sound. Is that's a weird way to say that? But I mean, you sound fine. You sound you, you can record a podcast. But this is like probably the first time that I've ever noticed your voice really being different. I was actually taken back for a second. There were there were several times throughout the last week and a half uh, where somebody like I've had to talk to, on the phone to a customer, to a coworker, or something, and they've literally gone like, "Whoa, what is wrong with yeah. you?" <laughs> Like it was, it was that bad. Um, Damn. Damn. Well, don't feel bad about it. Just, you know, get better. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. Uh, fortunately, everything, it seems to be cleared up slowly but surely. So, um, yeah. just not just enough time good. to, for me to go to Chicago for two weeks and spend two weeks uh, in a hospital. Like, <laughs> fun. Perfect. Yeah. It's just <laughs> what you need. Exactly the thing that I was looking for. Exactly what you were looking for. Uh, I guess it's good that your trip did get delayed though, right? Because otherwise you'd be, um. Well, maybe you wouldn't have gotten COVID if you were away on your trip. Yeah, ironically, I would have been out of town uh, for because Autumn's the one that brought back COVID. She she went yeah. to a national. But then you would have been so worried about her while you were gone and stuff. I assume uh, so. Uh, uh, <laughs> she can she can take care of herself. She can take care of herself. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I'm not I'm not recording you for some reason. Why did Why did that happen? Maybe that's for the best. Oh, I feel like I just recorded somebody else, and I was using audio from chrome and not discord and that's the reason interesting oh i can hear myself oh can you hold on i'll, I'll probably hold on it. wait 
I can no longer hear myself. Oh, I'm okay. Okay, good. So, I heard myself do that long, drawn-out interesting, and I'm a little bit uh, concerned about my ch- my choice of pronunciation <laughs> on that. <laughs> it's okay, Chris. It's okay. What's been going on with you? I've been sick with COVID, uh, and uh, yeah, man, COVID knocks out your ability to play video games pretty pretty well. That was that's it a, does. That's a yeah, big disappointment. I, uh, when I had it, I didn't really do much of anything. I feel like I just yeah. I basically just like sat around. Um, I was able. But to Elden read. Ring hadn't come out yet, so. Uh, I, I was able to, to to like knock out. I finished the Lock Tomb, my, my the first three books again. Like I told you, I finished yeah. all three of well, them, and I I finished all three of them again since the last time we spoke. So, um, but then once the COVID receded, I started playing a bunch of God of War, the new God of War, and that game rules. That game's that game's good. I really man, I gotta finish that first one. I I mean, I assume I got. I, I feel like it, I would enjoy the second more if I played the first one, and I liked the first one when I finally did start it. But it was just one of those things where I wasn't really in the mood for it, so I didn't mm-hmm. stick with it. Um, I've been just getting platinums and stuff lately. You've been so. doing gamer cleanup. You've been doing some gamer. I've been doing some gamer cleanup. What did I do? Oh, so it was when I replayed Resident Evil Three. I looked at the trophies and I thought this is doable. Mm-hmm. While I was looking at that, I was looking at some other games in my trophy list where I had almost gotten it. So I did Resident Evil Three. That was good fun. And then I did. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which was a little less fun, but I was really close to the platinum in that, so I just thought, screw it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for it. Um, that game, the hardest trophy you have to get is to beat the whole game without um, auto saving, which mm-hmm. I did not realize was such a key function of that game. <laughs> so now you can only save at like base camps, which are um, spread out pretty far sometimes in the game, but it just doesn't it doesn't affect you because all you do there is you know change your outfit, change your weapons, whatever. So not a big deal. But then suddenly when you realize those are your only save points, it became a huge thing. But anyway, I did that, and then I moved on to Elden Ring and was finally like, why have I not gotten the platinum for this? It was because I had gotten to a certain point in my last playthrough and realized that I had just locked myself out of an optional boss that yeah. I needed the trophy for. So I had just been like, ah, screw it, I'm not going to go for it now. Um, then yeah, just quickly like looked up a guide. I was like, well, how doable is this? And realized like, oh shit, it's incredibly doable. Practically nothing is missable. Um, and you can just, just run through and grab it. <laughs> With the so exception of, uh, one weapon that I fucked yep. up and missed <laughs> and somebody, uh, oh. friend of the show, um, actually, I don't know that he's a friend of the show. He's a friend of don't give up skeleton. Uh, one of my don't, one of my don't give up skelly buddies, uh, like let me hold his, his spear for a little while, which sounds yep. real bad, yep. but he was like, here, let me drop yep. this spear for you. And I was like, yes, thank you. And as soon as I picked it up the achievement popped and i just dropped it again so excellent yeah i was gonna be uh, message you and be like can i just can i get the dark moon greatsword back from you real quick yeah, yeah I, uh, that, that I, just no problem. <laughs> I still have two of them but it, it was um i was actually really far along in ronnie's quest so i just went ahead and and uh did it spoilers i guess for that um yeah, but sure. yeah it was um very doable very very fun just to go through that game again there was one boss dragon kin something or other uh-huh um placid placid dis, 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 or whatever it, no it wasn't that one it wasn't mm-hmm. that one it was a really random boss it's down in like one of the riverbeds in a cave behind some ants and i had just never run down this path before it's oh, not you know really blocked yeah, off yeah, behind anything. okay yeah 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 i know exactly what you're talking about yeah 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 one of the dragon kin and, uh, one of the dragons one of the dragon kin yes. soldiers yeah w- standing next to the this... big throne yeah Yes, yes, yes. I walk in and it's this incredible set piece. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome. And I, I guess I won't describe it for spoilers, but I was I was just like, this is so sick. Uh, and then I killed the boss in like three hits. And I was like, all right, well, um, <laughs> I am still on MG plus three or whatever. And I used to have these, you know, super upgraded weapons. So um, that's fine. But yeah, no, that was, um, that was even dude, even the final boss on, on this run was really smooth the uh last phase of of the game is i feel like where i always had the most trouble just because it's kind of a pain in the ass mm-hmm. this time it just wasn't it wasn't at all it just took care of it in one try and got yeah. to move on with my life um it was great all around great all around you gotta you gotta love it when a plan comes together uh yeah i haven't looked at because it was i've been so stressed at work that it was nice to like come home and just like do a thing like focus my brain on that and just yeah. actually feel like i'm accomplishing something <laughs> so that was good <laughs> it's, it's good to have the check boxes to check off sometimes i think like yeah. right now i'm uh god of war does the thing where it's open world and then like if you go to the map it's like shows you a list of all of the stuff that you could collect in the open world 
which is which is good because like if I was if I wanted to go find out stuff that would be like if I wanted to do, be the completionist right I could go do that uh, but it's also bad because it drives me to be a completionist I'm like oh I gotta yeah, I gotta check all yeah. these boxes off um, but it's 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 very satisfying going around the world and, and like finding all of that stuff um, yeah like the game is very crunchy that game has a lot of stuff that you can do in it which is which is fun so. Uh yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about it, and it, it is. I'm I'm feeling a little bit of FOMO because not having played the first, I feel like I can't, again can't just jump right into the second. And now I'm like, damn it, why didn't I? You know, <laughs> why the, didn't I do this sooner? The the first one, it's interesting because they they definitely lean on a bunch of stuff that happened in the second one, uh, and excuse me, in the first one, uh, while also like simultaneously explaining everything that happened. Like, there's a lot of moments uh. where there's a new character there and. You know, Kratos is like, "Do you remember the time that we saw the birds, Atreus?" And Atreus is like, "Yes, Kratos, I do remember seeing the birds. Were the yeah. birds nice, Atreus?" I can't do my deep voice with my throat, but um, <laughs> it, it was—it's that kind of stuff. So, like, I don't—the the one big thing that you—that's such a huge surprise that you learn at the end of the first game, I think, is would be the big thing that you're robbed from because they just dropped that in the middle of this. Um, and mm. but like. Also, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> like yeah. halfway through the first God of War, Kratos is robbed of his dignity. Um, oh, absolutely! Yeah, and then, and then there's a out. there's a lot of weird moments. Like I was thinking about this game because, like, the first God of War games, they're very much like super violent, misogynistic mm-hmm. fantasies. Like, there's a a literal threesome mini game in one of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and you know, so it's 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 some real dumb shit. And then this one, like. I'm killing a dragon and Kratos has some feelings about it. It's like, if this, if, if this is the only dignity that we can give it, this is what we need to do. And I'm like, I, and like, as soon as you kill the, the dragon, like, it's like, it's like the dude, your little buddy is like, Oh, I can hear the animals. They're, they're so much happier now that there's not a predator around. And I'm like, I don't know that we're, what are we, what are we doing here? <laughs> uh, maybe it's time for Kratos to go back to the threesome. I kind of like, I, I was kind of having that thought of like, I don't know that I need my, 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 my Kratos, my God of war to have these, this much yeah. emotional value to God him. of war three. Kratos is just horny again. <laughs> <laughs> oh no it's it's been foreshadowed i um all right covid has been mostly my week though that's been that's been yeah, super it fun. sucks yeah it sucks, COVID sucks. almost three years end of it. i thought i was i thought i was i thought uh i, I thought i was mysteriously immune to be honest with yeah. you i had i was yeah. that because i mean like i've been careful but i haven't been that careful <laughs> you right, know what i'm saying? Still gonna go about your life yeah and, i've been i've been working i've been going and, yeah. to a store going to the grocery store and everything and like i don't um like i don't sanitize the stuff that i bring home from the grocery store or anything like i wasn't especially right. lately like i've just been like oh everything is I, I mean okay. i don't wash my hands so well yeah <laughs> i was just saying this to uh my mom the other day actually my my skin is on my hands is so cracked and dry already. It's only November. This happens every winter, and I and I always have to you know use lotion and everything. Um, but I I wash my hands a thousand times more since COVID. I think I was always just a tiny little bit of a germaphobe, and now I'm like I've racked it up a little bit. Mostly just if like I don't touch my face ever, and I um, always wash my hands before I eat, which I feel like is normal. But like I'll have like. 12 different snacks over the course of my work day when I'm in the office instead of just eating a whole lunch at once. I just okay. Mm-hmm. One t- and I always get up and wash my hands before I eat anything. So that means I get up all these different times. And to you're wash washing my hands. your hands constantly. Yeah. 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 And so that really messes up with my skin. But um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. That's okay. COVID no. made me change my habits. Yeah. I'd, um, I'd, I'm not ashamed to admit that like the COVID made me way more cognizant about the stuff that I touch and how often I wash my hands and use the, the stuff and everything. Like I, I find myself not touching my face near as often. Of course, in the middle of COVID, I got LASIK. So that means I'm touching my, um, Oh yeah. Touching my, my face a little bit less with the glasses and whatnot. But, um, yeah, it's, it, it's remarkable how, uh, just aware I am of that stuff where I just did not really care before. So, do you ever do the thing now where you don't wear glasses, where you go to push your glasses up and they aren't there? Constantly. Or has that faded? Constantly. So my sister had Lasix <laughs> too, and she says that she um, dropped that habit within like a couple of months. I caught myself doing it the other day, and it's been mm. uh, maybe a year or two now. I don't know. What's time? What is time anymore? What is I, time? Yeah, I do it I all the time. I think it's been if at least I... a year. Yeah. 
and I don't. I only wear. I wear my glasses like right before bed, and then right in the morning when I wake up. But mm-hmm. I am. Pr- I pretty much immediately take my or put my contacts in in the morning because I just have never really liked wearing glasses. But even I will occasionally go to push them up and be like, wait. I don't even habitually wear glasses. What am I doing? <laughs> it's just something that's that's in me. Yeah, yeah I, I find myself doing it all the time, um, and it's weird because you know, I, again, I have not worn glasses since I had LASIK, which was at least mm. a year ago. You wear shades. Do you have? Do you have a variety of cool sunglasses now? I, you know, I really, I was gonna commit to doing a bunch of sunglasses, and then I bought one pair from the internet, and I mm-hmm. like them so much that I just rock that same pair of sunglasses. Well, you've seen good. me. You've, you I've got, posted got, selfies on them. You've seen me on the Discord where it up. Yeah. So, um, I've gone through. Um, I remember I was so happy I got these like cool pair of Ray Bans when I was eighteen or something, and mm-hmm. then went camping with them and managed to chop them in half with an axe. Perfect. I was chopping yep. wood. They fell out of my pocket. It just like mm-hmm. literally landed right in front of me. So, um, I've had. I haven't had a lot of luck with sunglasses since then. I had a, uh, um, I had a really nice pair of sunglasses, and I just watched them go into a lake and just bloop, oh. <laughs> and disappear. And they were probably like two hundred and fifty bucks at the time, and yeah. that was like the last time I spent more than um, sixty dollars on a pair of sunglasses. It'll, it'll was, change a man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no point. <laughs> that, that kind of loss. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely no point in doing that. Um, <laughs> Let's uh, let's let's talk about Merlin because I'm worried. Yeah, I don't want to wear you out before my then. voice is going to uh, become harsh. Okay, I'll try not to be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> don't make me laugh so much, Christopher. Good luck with that. from 